So Harival, Dandavat, nice to see all of you again. Uh, I'm so happy that you were able to join me again for Parikrama. Uh, today is the last day of Kartik here in India. So uh, we are fortunate to be able to, to meet each other again. We have come together uh, from the different ashrams, the different places where we have been staying. And uh, it's nice that we can meet then and do these exciting things together. We're meeting in the streets of Sri Vrindavan Dham. Now, Sri Vrindavan Dham is a very special place. It might look like uh, uh, an exotic Indian village or little town. And definitely there are many things that disturb us when we come to the Holy Dham. There's trash everywhere. People are not always so polite. The animals are not always so polite. We might get our glasses stolen or we might get bumped by a cow or we might get our sandals stolen by somebody. All kinds of things that will, ha will happen that will test our patience. And that will test our understanding of do we actually understand that Krishna's hand is behind everything. This is something that Parikrama is very good at teaching us. Um, Krishna's hand is behind everything. All the nice things that happen to us, Krishna is behind all of that. But Krishna is also behind all of the bad things that happen to us. And whether things are good or bad, we can't really know at the moment when they happen. As sadhakas, we need to develop this kind of feeling that Krishna is my only maintainer, Krishna is my only protector. And he will arrange all kinds of things to happen to me for my benefit. When we go to a holy place like Shiva in Dam and Dam, we might not even at first feel that it's very holy. We might think that there's lots of noise cars honking, people shouting. It's not like sitting in a beautiful Finnish forest where everything is peace and quiet and calm and shanti, shanti, shanti. Vrindavan Dham is not like that. Vrindavan Dham is a full out assault on all of our senses to make us realize that spiritual life is not about shanti, 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 at least not spiritual life in the Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition. So when we go on a parikrama like we will do today, we're going to come across all kinds of things. And all of those things, when we're here in Vrindavan, they can all remind us of Krishna. Every single inch of the ground of Sri Vrindavan is Tidanandamoyi is consciousness and bliss, if we see it in the right way. And the way to see, of course, is through our ears. This is one of the fascinating paradoxes that we learn about in our tradition. We really see through the ears. We see by hearing, by hearing from the sadhus, by hearing from the scriptures, by hearing from the Guru. So uh, uh, we will set out on Parikrama today 
to hear about Krishna, to see Krishna, to smell Krishna, to taste Krishna, but mostly to hear, to hear Krishna. Today, we will go on Parikrama to the three main temples of Vrindavan. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami speaks about the three Thakurs or the three lords of the Gaudiyas, Madan Mohan, Govinda and Gopinath. These are the three main temples of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami's Vrindavan. Today, there are so many more temples in Vrindavan. We sometimes hear about the seven main temples. For example, in the Premadvani that we say as Bhaktisiddhanta taught us, we begin by saying, Jai Shishi Guru Gauranga Gandharvika Giridhari, because those are the deities of Sri Chaitanya Mat, the main temple of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. And then we go on saying, Shishi Guru Gauranga Gandharvika Giridhari, Madan Mohan, Govinda Gopinath, Radhamara, Rabra Shamsundara, Radharamana, Radha Gokulananda. And when I say it, I also add Radha Madhava, Doji Gopal, Nitai Gaur, for Guru Maharaj's three temples, and then Sri Sharbuj, Giriraj, for my own temple as well. So these seven temples uh, are often held to be the main Gaudiya temples of, of Rindavan. And out of these seven, these three, Madan Mohan, Govinda, Gopinath. And Bhaktisiddhanta has linked these also to uh, the three main topics of the scriptures. That is Sambandha, Abhidheya, and Prayojana. But we'll hear more about this as we uh, go on on this Parikrama today. So uh, let's all uh, shout out Shishi Radhe Sham and go out on Parikrama. And today we will start towards the Madan Mohan temple. But now when we are passing on Madan Mohan uh, Ghera, the Madan Mohan street, uh, I can't help making a small detour and uh, turn in to uh, my Shiksha Guru's temple, uh, Bon Maharaj Bhajan Kutir, which is here on Madan Mohan Ghera, just next to Madan Mohan temple, to have darshan of Sri Sri uh, Mahaprabhu Radha Govinda. So Mahaprabhu Radha Govinda Ki Jai. And these are the Srimurtis established by uh, Prabhupada's godbrother Bhakti Ridoy Bon Maharaj. They are here uh, in their temple. And here, Shlagopananda Bon Maharaj is giving class as well. So he's speaking in Bengali, so we may not understand so much. But we will just sit here and, uh, and uh, just hear his sweet voice and, and uh, take in the atmosphere with all the Vaishnavas here. Uh, listening to Harikatha. But we have many things to see today. So we will pay our dandavats at Maharaja's lotus feet and we go towards Madan Mohan temple. And we will enter Madan Mohan from the east side. Madan Mohan uh, temple, of course, has a fascinating history and we'll hear more about that in a second. Uh, but like the other of these three main temples, this temple was abandoned in the uh, 17th century when there was fear of, uh, of uh, uh, attacks to Vrindavan. So the temple was abandoned 
And it was in quite bad shape in the 19th century when a person called Graus, a British uh, district administrator, uh, came to Vrindavan. And he renovated several of these old temples. We'll hear more about him later. He renovated the Madan Mohan temple as well. And he built these stairs that we are walking up right now. They were not originally there, but he added these stairs to get the kind of picturesque entrance to the temple like this. So we walk up the hill and here uh, we are jumping really high up in the air. So we get another perspective here. Uh, the main spire of the temple, you can see here in the middle. Behind that, there's a smaller kind of, of tower. And then to the right, there's this kind of triangular building as well. And you can see there are stairs going down from that triangular building as well. Those are the original stairs going towards the south. Madan Mohan uh, is up here on a hill. This hill is called the Dvadashadityatila. We saw this hill also on our last Parikrama. Uh, this is one of the places where Sanatan Goswami used to do his bhajan. There's a small bhajan kutir of Sanatan Goswami's behind the temple from where we're looking now. Uh, he used to sit up here. It's a beautiful place. You can see the Yamuna from here even today. And uh, this Madan Mohan uh, form of Krishna, Jayatam Suratopangor, Mama Mandamatirgati, Matsarvasa Padamujo, Shishi Radha Madana Mohano. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says, I am lame and uh, ill by, in so many different ways. Mentally, spiritually, physically, I am ill. But Madan Mohan is my shelter and my stick. Only with his help can I go on with my life. Sanatan Goswami, he received this Madan Mohan uh, image from one Vrajabasi, who in his turn had received Madan Mohan from Advaita Acharya, who had come to Vrindavan already earlier. Uh, he had found Madan Mohan under a, a tree nearby here, in a place called Advaita Vart, it's nearby the temple here. From him, the deity had passed to, the to a Vrajavasi called Purushottama Chobe. And uh, from him, Madan Mohan, after several different adventures, came to Sanatan Goswami. But Sanatan Goswami was terribly poor and terribly austere. <coughs> he used to worship Madan Mohan with immense love and immense feeling, but with no proper gifts, with no proper ingredients for worship. He used to get some uh, wheat flour, some atta flour, and he would take some water from the Yamuna, mix that together, form some kind of small, small breads and bake them over a fire. And you can imagine how tasty that is, water and flour baked over a smoky fire. But Madame Mohan accepted those gifts because they were given by Sanatan Goswami with love. But after a while, Madan Mohan said, my dear Sanatan, I really, really love this bread, but uh, could you please add a little bit salt? I think it would be a bit more tasty then. 
And Madame Sanatan Goswami got so upset. What kind of God are you? You say in the Gita, Patram Pushpam Palam Toya. Now you're asking for salt. I'm giving you these breads. I don't have any salt. I'm a monk. I'm a, an ascetic. From where will I get some salt? And now you're asking for salt. Next you'll ask for sugar. And then it will be like mangoes and oranges and gold-plated sweets. And where will this end? So Madan Mohan was like, I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah, please just give me this bread without salt. It was super fine. I'm, I, I, I don't know what I was talking. But of course, Sanatan Goswami, even though he was pretending to be upset like this, <coughs> he was thinking, how can I arrange for some salt for Madan Mohan? So you know the story probably. Just at that time, a merchant, Krishnadas Kapoor, was going with the salt boat uh, on the Yamuna, and he got stuck on a sand reef. Sanatan Goswami went down to see what was going on. He realized that this boat had gone got stuck in the river. So he prayed to Madan Mohan, and Madan Mohan saved the boat, and the boat continued on <coughs> to Agra. But before it went on, this... Uh, a merchant who was so happy that his whole boat and his whole uh, freight had been, been saved. So he asked this Babaji, Sanatan Goswami, who had, had helped him, that how can, I, how can I repay you for all this help? Without you, the boat would have capsized and everything would have been lost. No, no, you don't need to do anything. I just like to help everybody here. Uh, well, Take some, some gift from me. No, 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 there's no need. Please accept something just for my sake. Well, okay, well, what do you have in the boat? Well, I only have salt. Oh, salt, nice. So he got a small bag of salt and he was happy. But the merchant wasn't happy. He thought I need to do more. So afterwards, when he had sold all of his salt and probably other things as well, uh, he came back and he, he arranged to build a temple for Madan Mohan. And this, the remains of that temple you can see here to, to the right, this kind of, of uh, 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 like, uh, um, you could call it like, a, uh, like it's called a Jagamohana or, or meeting hall. And then there's this, this spire behind, this big spire, and then this kind of hall in front of it for Kirtan. So that was built in the, in the late 16th century. And this was the first Gaudiya Vaishnava temple in Vrindavan. Uh, and it remained as the temple of Madan Mohan. Uh, later on, additions were, were <coughs> um, added, like this big, big spire here in the middle. And Gross then renovated this in the 19th century. There are some murtis worshipped in the temple. But Madan Mohan, of course, today does not reside here. Madan Mohan moved together with many other deities out of Vrindavan in the 17th century and today resides in Karoli in Rajasthan. But let us go down the south stairs here because down here is the Samadhi of Sanatan Goswami. Sanatan Goswami uh, spent the last part of his, his life here and this is where he was put in Samadhi, in this, this temple here. Let's go closer and, and look in uh, through the door. 
And we will see that Sanatana Goswami's Samadhi Murti looks like this. You remember last time in Prabodhananda <coughs> Saraswati's Samadhi, I said that the old style of Samadhis is something like this. It's kind of almost like linga-shaped, uh, conical uh, and iconic forms like this. But some devotees have added a, a new murti here as well, a beautiful uh, murti of, of Sanatana Goswami uh, uh, next to that other murti. So you have uh, a more kind of uh, human-like murti here as well. Of course, we don't know exactly what Sanatana Goswami looked like, but I'm sure he looked something like this, uh, uh, a beautiful person. So we pay our obeisances to Sanatana Goswami, our Sambandhacharya, because Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, he connected Sanatana Goswami and the Madan Mohan temple with Sambandha. This is the first of the topics of the sacred scriptures. Joining together, what is our relationship? What is our relationship with Krishna? This is something we need to learn as sadhakas. What's our relationship with Krishna? What's our relationship with this world? What's our relationship with each other? All of these things Sanatana Goswami is teaching us in Brihad Bhagavata Amrita, Hari Bhakti Vilasa and his other books. So again, Sanatana Goswami Ki Jai. And uh, let's look at another mystical thing here. Just next here to his uh, Samadhi, is the Grantha Samadhi. Grantha Samadhi means the Samadhi or great monument for the books. And people have different uh, theories about it, this Grantha Samadhi. <coughs> some say that the Goswamis wrote some books that were too esoteric for ordinary people to read. So Jigva Goswami, he buried those uh, books here so that nobody would misunderstand them. I don't think that's true. I think uh, that the, the real story is that when some of the original texts of Sanatana Goswami, maybe other Goswamis as well, had become too worn out and too brittle, uh, Jiva Goswami put the original copies here after they had been copied then. So whatever is inside here, this is a place of great sanctity and great mystery, of course, for all of the, those of us who are interested in, in the scriptures of the Gaudiya Vaishnava uh, tradition. So we do parikrama around here as well, pay our obeisances, Granta Samadhi, Kijai. We can also have a view of Madan Mohan down from the Yamuna. Yamuna Devi Kijai. And imagine what all of this must have looked like in the time of the Goswamis. Up there on the hill, Sanatana Goswami could look out over the Yamuna, like you can do still today. But in those days, Yamuna was even closer. So it was really a beautiful place overlooking the Yamuna from where he could see this salt boat passing, but also many other things going on. And Yamuna, of course, is such a sacred river. And I see that some of you I wasn't even planning on it, and now it's going to take much too long time. But some of you have jumped in. Carolina, quickly finish your bath. 
Oh, Sargrahi and Radha are also bathing. Come up quickly, we don't have time. But okay, a quick bath, no problem. So let's get up. Carolina as well. And uh, let's take a rickshaw. Not only one rickshaw, I think we'll need a, a few. We can only seat about six in one rickshaw like this. And uh, we'll need to wake up this, this rickshawala first. Oh, rickshawala. Wake up. We need to go to the Govinda temple. Of course, we could have walked. But uh, since you were swimming for such a long time, we need to save some time. So let's take rickshaws and drive over to Govinda temple. Govinda temple is on the other side of Vrindavan. It's actually, uh, uh, it will take maybe half an hour to walk. So let's save some time by, by going on rickshaws. And of course, it will be a little bit of an adventure as well. The Govinda temple, is also up on a hill. Our Guru Maharaj, he loves to have his temples up on hills. Audarya, Madhuvan, uh, it's all up on hills. Similarly with the Goswamis in Vrindavan. <coughs> Madan Mohan is on the, on the Dvadashaditya Tila, Dvadashaditya hill. Govinda is on the Kurma hill. This hill here is compared to a kurma or a kachapa, a tortoise. And this area here is said to be the pericarp of the lotus of Vrindavan. You know, a lotus, it has these leaves. And then in the middle, there's this conical thing that's called the pericarp. Uh, and this temple here, the Govinda Dev temple, is situated on this pericarp of the lotus of Vrindavan. This is also called the Yoga Pita of Vrindavan. It's described already in scriptures predating the Goswamis. There is uh, uh, the Haridev temple at Govardhan, the one that we saw on our first uh, pilgrimage. That's the temple uh, in the west of Raja. In the south is the Keshavji temple in Mathura. And in the north is the Govinda Dev temple. So there had been an ancient temple in this place uh, already a long time back. But when the Goswamis came to Vrindavan in about 1520, uh, that temple had vanished already a long time back. And nobody even knew about uh, what had happened to Govinda Dev, the Murti, until Rupa Goswami had a dream. Rupa Goswami had a dream where Govinda Dev was calling him and said, follow this cow. There's a cow that walks up this one particular hill and lets its milk flow out on the ground in one place. Follow the cow and you'll find me. So, of course, that's what Rupa Goswami did. And following the cow, he found that the cow always let down its milk in one place. And when he dug a little bit there, he found the image of Govinda Dev.
Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. In the divine Sri Vrindavan, Divya Vrindaranya Kalpadrumadha, underneath a Kalpadruma tree, stands Sri Sri Radha Govinda, surrounded by all their, their dear uh, servants and beloveds. So in this area, Sri Rupa Goswami made a temple, a small temple. The ruins of that small temple can be found uh, still today. It's a little bit to the, to behind this temple, behind and to the right. You will not find it unless you know what you're looking for, but it's there. That's the temple where uh, Rupa Goswami originally installed the Govinda image. Later on, the son of Bhagavan Das, uh, Simha, who had built the Haridev temple, uh, Man Singh, he wanted to build a temple for Govinda. So he built this temple and uh, uh, it was finished uh, in 1590. So already after uh, Rupan Sanatan had passed away, but during the lifetime of Jiva Goswami, this temple was finished. Uh, it's a beautiful temple. Let's go inside and, and look a little bit at how it looks from inside. But again, be careful. Ananga Manjari, glasses off quickly because there's plenty of monkeys here. But if we manage to get inside, then I don't think they'll be able to, to enter so we can put them on again. Uh, this temple is one of the most amazing temples of all of North India. It's actually the largest Hindu temple built in uh, uh, North India as a one structure. It's not several different buildings like temples usually are. It's a huge structure uh, that took about uh, 10 years to build. Thousands of workers were involved in building this temple. The style of the temple is very much the Mughal style, the style of that had been developed by uh, Mughal architects and engineers in places like Fatehpur Sikri, which was the, the first capital of the Mughal dynasty. Uh, probably the same workers who had built uh, places like Humayun's tomb and other famous buildings in, in this uh, uh, area were the same uh, persons who built this temple. So thousands of people, some locals, but some for, from other places were brought into Vrindavan to build this huge temple. And it's architect, from the point of view of architecture, it's very interesting because it's a mix between uh, Rajasthani elements. Mansing, of course, was from, from Rajasthan, from Amber and Jaipur. Uh, there are some pictures of Krishna the king himself of gopis and so on. But mostly it's, it's built in a kind of austere Mughal style. Uh, so it doesn't look like a South Indian temple with all of these statues everywhere. Uh, and the main building or, or the building itself is formed like a Sarvato Bhadra Mandala or like, a, like a, a, a kind of a cross that there's from here we're standing in the middle you can go to the left and to the right or back and in the front. It's this big, big cross. 
with influences from, from Persian architecture as well. Some people even think that it looks a little bit like a, like a church. But that's because Persian architecture was also influenced by, by uh, European architecture as well. Uh, the building as we see it today is not exactly the same building as Man Singh's temple in the end of the 16th century. At some point, and we don't exactly know when, uh, part of the temple was destroyed. Govindadev himself, of course, was taken to Jaipur, so he was safe. Uh, he didn't go directly to Jaipur. First, he went to Radhakund. Then he went to Kamvan, then he went to another place and another place, and, and eventually he came to Jaipur. But at some point after that, part of the temple was destroyed, particularly the Garbhagriha, or the most sacred uh, uh, area. The, the area right in front of us, where the Srimurti would have been, that part was completely demolished. And also some pictures were defaced and, and, and destroyed. Uh, the same Graus who renovated the Madan Mohan temple, he also renovated the Govindadev temple. And that was lucky because without him, maybe the whole building would have collapsed. It was also a little bit unlucky because he changed some things. He, he used good workers, he used good materials, but he hadn't done any research on how the temple would have looked originally. So it's sometimes difficult to distinguish what is original and what is Graus in this temple. There are also many legends about this temple. For example, sometimes you hear that originally it was seven stories high or eight stories high. And it was so high that from Agra, you could see a huge ghee lamp on the, on the roof. And Aurangzeb became really envious of this and he sent his troops to destroy it, but they were only able to destroy the upper three floors. And then there was a huge earthquake and they all got scared and ran away. That's of course a legend. Uh, there's no sign that the temple would have been uh, any higher than it is now. You can see it from the inside. This is as high as it is supposed to be. But the roof uh, has been remade. So we do not know exactly how the roof looked originally. But of course, it's sad for us, Gaudias, to see this huge temple now being a museum. There are some Pratibhu Murtis or replacement Murtis worshipped here today as well. But uh, we don't get the same atmosphere here as we would have got in the time of the Goswamis. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there are so many scenes happening here in the Govindadev temple. This is where Krishna Das Kaviraj uh, gets the blessing to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. He comes here to the Govindadev temple. Uh, the garland from Govindadev falls on him and he feels blessed. We read about these different devotees who are serving here. There was a vibrant community of devotees here in the Govindadev temple. There is a new Govindadev temple uh, behind the temple here that was founded in the 19th century. But it's very different from <coughs> the ancient temple. But we are lucky that we have a wonderful Guru Maharaj. So let's pray to Guru Maharaj to give us 
a glimpse of Radha Govinda Dev. Please, Guru Maharaj, let us have the darshan of Radha Govinda here in Radha Govinda's temple. We look around, we look at the ceiling. It's just the ceiling there. There's bats there. We look around, we see the sides, all these interesting architectural details. And suddenly, Radha Govinda is there, right in front of us. Jai Shri Shri Radha Govinda Dev Ki Jai! Divyad Vrindaranya Kalpadrumara Shri Maratnagara Singhasanasto Shri Shri Radha Shila Govinda Devo Prestalivi Sevamanos Marami. So by Guru Maharaj's grace, uh, we got this darshan of Radha Govinda here in Radha Govinda's temple. For a second, we saw them. And then we need to go on because we still have uh, one more temple to see on today's Parikrama. Uh, in Vrindavan, and this time we can go walk by foot because it's <coughs> not that far from Govinda to Gopinath. Uh, there are so many devotees in Vrindavan. Some of them are, are famous, uh, great devotees like uh, Shamananda Prabhu, for example. Uh, others are, are persons that uh, uh, may not be famous to us. They may look like ordinary ladies, like these three uh, uh, ladies here, elderly ladies and widows. But all of these persons are great devotees because they are living in Vrindavan. So we offer them our respects we may not understand them completely, but we know that they are great devotees, surrendered to Krishna. They have given up everything, their families, their relatives, their security, just to take shelter at the lotus feet of Radha Govinda. So... Uh, we go on and we see some other devotees. Oh, Padmana Maharaj, Dandavat, Dandavat Maharaj. We keep running into you everywhere that we're going. Nice to see you, Maharaj. There's Padmana Maharaj and Vishnu Maharaj and Sadhu Maharaj from Austria. Nice to see you. I had no idea you were here. But uh, they are doing their own parikrama in another direction. So uh, uh, we ask for Padmanam Maharaja's blessings. And we continue towards Radha Gopinath temple. Vrindavan today is uh, a very multicultural place. And a very multilingual place as well. Uh, on this board here for the Radha Gopinath temple, you can see three different languages. Shishi Radha Gopinath Ji Ka Mandir, Shishi Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinath temple, and Shishi Radha Gopinath Jur Mandir. In, in Hindi, English, and Bengali. There's a large Bengali minority in Vrindavan. You hear Bengali in many temples, in many ashrams. But Hindi, of course, is the main language in this area and more and more devotees of course are speaking English as well which is lucky mm -hmm. for us so we enter into the Radha Gopinath temple 
this is the third or actually the fourth of the, the, the really old temples in Vrindavan. Uh, there's, there's another one that is, uh, is not part of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. So that's why we, we are not visiting that temple today. Uh, but uh, uh, Madan Mohan, Govinda and Gopinath, they're all uh, built in, uh, with the same kind of material, this kind of red sandstone. Uh, the same material that was used for these Mughal buildings. And they are all, unfortunately, uh, ruined today. Gopinath was uh, the last of, of these temples. The image of Gopinath was found by Paramananda Bhattacharya, one of Mahaprabhu's <coughs> associates. He was doing bhajan by the river uh, Yamuna, here nearby at Vangshivat, uh, together with Madhu Pandit, a disciple of Radhar uh, Pandit. And uh, he saw that in one place, the sand of the Yamuna was falling away, like it does the riverbank sometimes. And there where the sand was falling away, an arm was sticking out. So he got curious and, uh, and dug, and he found the image of Gopinath there at Vangshivat. That's why Krishna Das says, Sriman Rasara Sarangvi, Vangshivatattatastita, Karshan Venus Svanai, Gopi Gopinatha, Shriestuna. May Gopinath be merciful to us, standing as he does at Vangshivat, playing on his flute. And we hear these kind of prayers all over the Goswami scriptures. Govinda, Gopinath, Madan Mohan. These are the three lords of Vrindavan. So Gopinath uh, was found there at Vangshivat. And he was then uh, uh, eventually brought here by Madhu Pandit. Uh, and installed in a temple that was built to his glory here. Originally, all of these three deities were uh, on their own. Madan Mohan, Govinda, Gopinath. A little bit later, uh, Radha deities were added. Govinda was the first to get uh, Radha deity, sent from uh, Jagannath Puri by the king of, but son of, of King Prataparudra. Then Madan Mohan also got Radha. And Gopinath also got to Radha. And when a little bit later, uh, Janavama came to Vrindavan, uh, the, the wife of Nityananda Prabhu, when she came to Vrindavan, she visited all these temples. And when she visited the Gopinath temple, she was surprised to see that Radharani was quite small compared to Gopinath. And she thought, Well, I know one shouldn't criticize deities, but it would look nicer if uh, Gopinath had a Radha that was a little bit taller. Now it's like a, a giant and a, and a child or something. It doesn't look so nice. 
But she thought, well, that's maybe just mundane thought. Even a, a great soul like that might sometimes feel feel embarrassed by these kind of thoughts and, and feel kind of unsure about what to think about them. But Gopinath revealed the same uh, information to his servant, Madhupandit, that I think I would like to have a larger Radharani Murti. So another Radharani Murti was sent from Jagannath Puri. And uh, later on, when Janavama was leaving the world, uh, she had a Murti made of herself. That's quite interesting, isn't it? She had a Murti made of herself and she transferred her own uh, essence from herself into that Murti. And that Murti was sent to Vrindavan, to Gopinath. And uh, the Sevaites, the servants of Gopinath, when they received that Murti and the order that Mahajanava wants to place this Murti next to Gopinath, on the other side of Radharani, they were quite skeptical. That sounds very strange. But again, Gopinath appeared to them in a dream and said, Mahajanava is Ananga Manjari. So I want to have Ananga Manjari also here on the altar. So like that, it came to be. Gopinath has Radharani and Ananga Manjari next to him on the altar. Now there are different uh, understandings of who Mother Janava is, but uh, this is the understanding they have here in the Gopinath temple. Again, Gopinath, uh, the original Gopinath Murti is not here in Vrindavan, but is today in Jaipur as well. But just next to this temple, there's a new temple that was built in the uh, 19th century. And uh, there are beautiful Pratibhu Murtis here. The Sevait or the, the Goswami of this temple is called Rajesh Goswami. And he uh, takes some time to show us uh, Shimurtis. Radha Gopinath ki jai. Arangamanjari ki jai. So we get uh, their darshan. We also see uh, Madhu Pandit's picture there on the right. And he tells us the story of this uh, uh, temple, all of its different adventures throughout the ages. Because sometimes when we hear these stories, this Murti was here and then it moved away, it might seem like, what happened to Vrindavan? Is there any life in Vrindavan anymore? All the Murtis have gone away. Yes, there is so much life in Vrindavan. Because what this only shows is the change that is a constant in this world. Majestic temples, they don't stand forever. Why did Krishna arrange for the Muslims or whoever destroyed the Radha Govinda temple? Why did he do that? If he's the supreme controller, why did he allow that? Such a beautiful, majestic temple to be destroyed. We don't know. We can't presume to know. But we know he had some purpose in it. Maybe he wanted to emphasize that bhajana is not about big temples. Bhajana is about the heart. Real Vrindavan is not found 
even in a beautiful temple, real Vrindavan is found in the heart of the sadhus. Maybe that's the meaning. But whatever the meaning is, we're happy to have had the chance to visit the three main temples of Vrindavan in one day. It's sometimes said that the person who, who sees Manan Mohan, Govinda, and Gopinath in one day will definitely attain the lotus feet of Krishna. But today is the last day of Kartik. So even though we were supposed to visit only three temples, I think we should revisit one more. We need to visit one more temple. And that temple, let's walk out from here and continue on along the streets of Vrindavan to the Radha Damodar temple. Because Radha Damodar, Prabhupada called it the center of the spiritual world. During the month of Kartik, it is Radha Damodar that we are worshipping. So let's again kick off our shoes and go in. Let's take some diyas, some oil or ghee lamps. And let's all go in front of Radha Damodar. Namamishwaram sachidanandarupam lasat kundalam gokule brajamanam yashoda biyolukaladhavamanam and let's offer our lamps to Damodar, Radha Damodar. And while we're offering our lamps, let's offer our hearts to Radha Damodar. Thankful for the opportunity to again be in the company of devotees. To have the chance to be around Anangamanjari, Karolina. To have the chance to be around... Uh, Karen, Gornarayan, Saragrahi, Kanuram, Govinda Mohini, all these beautiful devotees have come here to bless all of us with their association. So we sing to our heart's content for this last evening of the month of Kartik. And we offer our last lamps. We break our uh, Urjavrata with whatever we have, have fasted from or whatever we have not done during this month. We offer our obeisances to each other. It's already evening. So we pay our dandavats to each other. We go back to our different uh, lodgings. So thank you all of you again for today's Parikrama. Any questions or comments before we end for today? Thank you very much, Brigupad. And uh, I was, you mentioned that, that it was Bhakti Siddhanta uh, Saraswati Thakur who made this connection between uh, Sambanda and um, uh, Madan Mohan. Did, did he also make make that connection for Govindaji and with uh, Abhideya and so on? Yes, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I forgot to say that. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, Govinda starts, stands then for Abhidheya, or the process of, of devotion. And uh, Gopinath for Prayojana, or the, the ultimate uh, goal of, of spiritual life. Thank you, thank you, Shamananda, for saving me from, from forgetting to say that. 
I think it's it's Bhaktisiddhanta who who made this connection between these three temples and and uh, Sambandha Abhideya Prayojana. It's not there in Chaitanya Charitamrita, but Prabhupada writes about it in one of the purports. Anything else? I have actually a question. C can you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why did you choose? I mean, uh, why these three deities are so important? I know that there is connection that Govindaji is having the most uh, face, like similar to Krishna, Gopinath, the trunk, and navel down to feet. It's Madan Mohan. Were they like first deities installed there? Because, yeah, we've got. Okay, also uh, this big connection with uh, Radharamana and like to Damodara, which you took us as well on the Parikram. So I just wanted to ask about it because it's usually I'm hearing that is that there is seven uh, most important temples. So I, I wanted to ask why this three. Yes, thank you for that question. Uh, yes, sometimes we hear about seven temples. Uh, the, the idea of the three temples comes from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. That's how Krishna Das Kaviraj describes Vrindavan, that there are these three main temples. In his days, there were also other temples. Radharaman temple was there already. But these three were the main temples. And uh, of course, Vrindavan has thousands of temples today. Prabhupada used to say that Vrindavan is a town of 5,000 temples. Uh, which is a nice number. Probably uh, it's more than that in reality, if you count all the, all the home temples. So nobody can visit all of them. Uh, I was thinking first to do seven temples in one Parikrama, but then I realized uh, then we'll have to run through everything. Even now we were running. You hardly had time to take a bath together with Radha, but uh, uh, at least in this way, we got to spend some time in the, with the different temples. But I still think, if I'm not completely mistaken, I still have one more Parikrama to go. So there's still some places for you to visit. So don't be worried. We still might have time to visit some of the places that you mentioned. Thank you. So again, dear devotees, thank you for, for joining me. Uh, I hope to see you in the, in the other programs as well. I'm, I'm not always having the chance to, to attend them live, but I'm, I'm listening to, to quite a few of them afterwards on, on Facebook. I've been listening now to these different interviews. Uh, uh, recently, I listened to Shamananda's uh, series on Guru Maharaj's life. Uh, so there's so much nectar in these uh, uh, Tata Viveka lectures. So I, I encourage all of you to, to, to attend as much as, as you can of those lectures as well.
So see you again uh, next week for Parikrama, I hope. And uh, have a, a nice blessed week until then. Jai Shishi Guru Gauranga Gandharva Kigiri Dari. Shishi Radha Govinda Radha Gopinath Radha Damodar Radha Shama Sundara Radha Ramana Radha Gokulananda Radha Madhava. Doji Gopal. Nitai Go Shishi Arbuj Kiri Raja Ki Jai. Jai Om Shinfara Prang Supravraj Kacharya Stotra Shita Shishi Madhava. Bhakti Vedanta Tripurari Devo Swamaraj Lagurde Ki Jai. Join it to the Mission Pad. Abhai Charanaravinda Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj Lagurde Ki Jai. Join it to the Pravishnam Shumpar Bhakti Rakshakshida Devo Swamaraj Ki Jai. Join it to the Pravishnam Shumpar Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasuti Go Swami Maharaj Lagurde Ki Jai. Jai Gurki Shodas Pabri Maharaj Ki Jai. Jai Vaishnavasar Jai. Shachidana Namoitakur Bhakti Nod Ki Jai Jai Vaishnava Sarvam Shlajaganata Spabati Maharaj Ki Jai Jai Gauri Vanamthachari Shlabaladi Bidi Bhushan Ki Jai Jai Vishana Chakra Thakur Ki Jai Jai Shrinivasamana Narottam Prabhutrai Ki Jai Jai Shishi Krishna Raskavara Chukhu Swamaraj Ki Jai Jai Vyasavatashi Brindavan Dastakur Mahasai Ki Jai Jai Shri Rupa Zanathana Bhattaraganata Shri Jeeva Gopala Bhattarashraganachar Goshan Prabhu Ki Jai Jai Namachari Shlahara Dastakur Ki Jai Jai Rai Ramanandari Gaur Parshavrindi Ki Jai Jai Prem Sukhoshi Krishna Chaitanya Pravinityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasarishi Gaur Bhaktarini Ki Jai Jai Shri Antarvipa Mayapur Simantarvipa Mandiadvipa Kuladvipa Rittudvipa Anvidvipa Modradvandvipa Godhuk Mandvipa Rudvipa Atmaka Shri Navdvipa Dham Ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopiko Govardhana Dvadashavara Atmaka Shri Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai Dvadashopavan Ki Jai Jai Yamana Ganga Tulsi Bhaktadevi Ki Jai Jai Radhakunda Shamakunda Ki Jai Jai Shi Jagannath Puram Ki Jai Jagannath Baladev Subhadra Sudarshana Ki Jai Jai Bhakti Vikinamanashan Karashin Shingadev Bhagavan Ki Jai Bhakta Varavara Pralan Maharaj Ki Jai Char Vaishnava Sampradai Ki Jai Char Vaishnava Chari Ki Jai Char Dham Ki Jai Char Veda Ki Jai Grantaraj Himadabhagavatam Ki Jai Akaramataraj Shi Choitan Mat Ki Jai Thariya Shakamatusma Ki Jai Sri Chaitana Sangha Ki Jai Sri Urjavrata Ki Jai, Damodara Vrata Ki Jai, Damodara Ramas Ki Jai, Radha Damodara Ki Jai, Jai Tulsi Shalagramir Bibaha Ki Jai, Jai Sarva Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai, Anantukada Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai, Bhuvan Mangal Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Bhaur Premanande Hari Hari Bhaur. Shri Mandrigopad Prabhu Ki Jai Haribo